coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. Trust yourself. Trust yourself when you're doing auditions. Do your homework. Don't worry about the bookings. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. We are so excited to have voice acting director extraordinaire, Everett Oliver. Woo! <laughs> How are you, Everett? I'm okay. I'm in Oakland right now. Oh, I didn't see the right. See how did that work? That is, yeah. We're looking at your background, but uh, those listening to the podcast don't see your background. But it is fantastic. It looks like you're. Where? Where is? What's the background on that? Is that Auckland, New Zealand? Auckland, New Zealand. Okay. Well, that is fantastic. Well, maybe- I'm current, and I match. I match. Obviously, I'm always going somewhere on these talk these talk shows and match. I always match the background on the set. You're blending in. <laughs> exactly. You're, and, and that's the last thing voice actors want to do is blend in, I'm sure, right? This is true. Blend in, yeah. All right, Everett, before we get too deep into this, we got to play a sponsorship. Um, we've actually got, uh, we've got uh, a new sponsor that is, there's a new movie coming out that is one of our sponsors. If you can just bear with us for about 90 seconds here. In a world of clueless voice actors, he must take control. Make it funny. Okay. Because it says you have to be funny. I'm now you got to make it funny. Okay. Ready? Go. In his booth, he won't back down. You need to just bring it. Don't think about what you're doing. Bring all the nuances. Bring, come with very high energy. From small town boy to the heart of the entertainment universe. McVop Studios brings you. I have so many actors who overthink their audition. It drives me literally insane. Everett Oliver, voice acting director. See, first of all, it's flat. Yep. There's no personality. Right. Dave Walsh says Everett is free-spirited, sarcastic, passionate, and real. Crystal Walrock claims Everett is a hot mess. Cliff Zellman adds manic, unpredictable, but a heart of gold. AJ McKay says a true friend who's honed in, on point, and sassy. Then, when you're going to do a second pass, Go outside a little bit outside of the box. Everett Oliver, voice acting director. Coming soon to a booth near you. Rated G. No. Rated PG. Mm. Rated PG 13. Well. Rated R. Ah, that should cover it. <laughs> I want copies of all of that. That was fantastic. Oh my How's god, that, that is, intro. That was hilarious. Hilarious. And you know what? I'm going to be calling each and every one of them. AJ and David. That sassiness. Mm, you can see my facial expression now. Mm, I got I got choice words for them. I'm going to be polite. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was putting that thing together. Those are all true critics. Yeah. Yeah. They, they all said those were all <laughs> actual really quotes there, Everett. He's, he's manic and unpredictable, Mr. Zellman. You'll be getting a phone call very shortly after this, after my audition session today. 
Yeah, <laughs> when I was putting that I together, that. and I was like, "There's no way he's rated G. There's no way he's rated PG. Oh. <laughs> Got to keep oh, going." I don't even know. <laughs> I thought it was great. Oh, you, you, wow, Regis and Kathleen, you have done your job. <laughs> I've been thinking about your. I've been thinking about your all I morning. I love our new title. <laughs> Yeah, right? Regis and Kathy Lee. Regis Everett, let's Kathy. get into this a little bit. T- tell uh-huh. again, Everett Oliver is with us on the Middle Class VO Podcast. So excited to have you. And uh, Everett is one of the most well-known voice acting directors in the business. And Everett, tell us about your path. How, how did you become a voice acting director? Hard work, perseverance. Um, I basically studied, um, you know, coming from an animation background. And then... I think people didn't know what to do with me, you know, working in, you know, certain animation companies, and then they threw me a voiceover casting. And so that kind of fit my personality a little bit, kind of, sort of, mm-hmm. if I, you know, when I was working with the actors and giving them looks and, you know, shaping them up, saying, get the booth, get the booth. We don't have time to be playing and messing around. This is about money and ratings and dollars. Get the booth, get the booth. You're going to get me in trouble, as I was covering for half of them. And, you know, being mentoring and, and, and working with top, you know, casting directors in an industry. Um, and then after all of my shows had ended, I wound up working at a talent agency, my, my midlife crisis and didn't know what was happening and thought I had to be 25 years old. And I was like in my mid forties and going, is this seriously happening? Is this, this is something that I thought that was going to happen when I was 25, but it happened when I was in my forties. And I'm being, you know, the oldest boot director around town <laughs> and thinking, <laughs> I remember my first day, <laughs> I looked at my agent and I said, is this really seriously happening, this fast pace? And I remember them saying, you'll get used to it. I'm like, oh, okay. And they were just coming in and just reading and coming in and reading. And I was just kind of like, mm, okay, sounds great. Get out. <laughs> so good, get out and wind up booking. Um, I actually booked, I guess, my second day there, uh, one of the clients on a UPS commercial. And it was just hilarious. So I was like, what? And I'm just looking at her. What? 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 She's like, yeah, you booked me on this. And then she just walked away and walked out the door. I was like, oh, OK. Congratulations. Great. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, you're, I, I you're just pretty intense. What I hear. Yeah, it's the facial expression. Have you ever caused any tears in the booth or any anybody walk out on you? Um, tears, yes. Mm-hmm. I've had tears, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm like a white state, so I, I turn off and on. I'm, you know, kind of really, like Cliff said, I'm really unpredictable. Um, <laughs> but I'm really passionate about getting the performance that I need. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but in this game, you know, I'm I'm driven. I'm more or less, you know, you got to be at the top, you know, especially we're in where we are as far as our markets. But I, I love connecting with actors and actors know when they work with me. Um, I like to get to the heart and soul. I basically dissect them, <laughs> just rip them apart and go, that's not you. But I have to do it in Everett's world and Everett's sarcasm because that's the only way I can do it and be my true self in order for me to get to the heart of what the project is or what we're casting for. Let's get worthy. 
we're talking with Everett Oliver, uh, voice acting director and coach. And, and Everett, we're going to, if you don't mind, we would love to have you tell us a story coming up in a little bit about uh, maybe a, a nightmare session or two that you've had while directing. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. I want to go back a little bit, though, to the animation you referenced. Uh, tell us about, you know, your early days when you were working in animation and what you were doing. We're doing a lot of casting. Um, back then, there were probably five or six shows going on at once. So when I was working at Disney, I mean, um, Sony. So at Sony, for every movie that came out, we did an animated series. So Godzilla, Men in Black, um, Jackie Chan, Starship Troopers. I'm looking around my house now because those are all shows that look at, they're currently looking at me like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, um, and we were just casting. And, and it, back then, there were 40, between 26 to 40 episodes. So I literally was in the office, help casting, making phone calls, calling agents, um, booking the talent, making sure all the scripts were sent to... Um, the actor's home. And so it was just a fast pace. We were recording at least, I would say two or three shows per week. So I remember one year I didn't even go home for the holidays. It was just, it was that much intense. Where is, where is back home by the way? New York. I'm originally from New York city. Um, but I went to college in Atlanta. So if you hear twang, that might kick in. That's why I say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. That's a dirty South coming out. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I've lived in L.A. for uh, about 26 years, going on 26 years. So I'm well-rounded. <laughs> yes, I'm well-rounded as what happens in, you know, the American mar- market. Um, I've also been to Australia, so I'm familiar with the Australian market. I've also been to t- the eastern side of Canada, Toronto. So I'm familiar, familiarize myself as well there. So I get around. I get around. So here's a question. With with the COVID shutdown and everything, Hollywood's pretty much come to a, a standstill. Are you finding um, on-camera actors coming to you looking for direction for voiceover work? You, look at my facial expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, how are you? Yeah, hi, how are you? What kind of experience do you have? Oh, I've just been an on-camera actor. Great. Uh-huh. This is going to take about an hour and a half to get the <laughs> Yes. I do a lot of smiling. They can kind of sort of see through. And then I have to go through the necessary steps and training. Please stop posing and screaming because I'm right here. Really? The right here. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. They, because, you know, hungry. They've always wanted to do this, and this is the perfect opportunity and time for them to do it right now. So, you know, you could tell that they're hungry and desperate. They don't understand the beats. They kind of sort of have the, the acting down, but it's the rhythm that they don't have. Um, and the energy level just sucks them dry because they're just like, oh, my God, we have to maintain this for... How long? Like, yeah. So I've had a lot. And I do, like I said, I do a lot of smiling and a lot of drinking of water. And you primarily direct animation, right? I do I do animation and commercial. Okay. We have a mutual friend, um, Everett, uh, Mark Uh-oh. Neely, who 
was yes. <laughs> who was a, an on-camera actor pretty much and has kind of gone into the VO thing who just got a Huggy Super Bowl commercial. So obviously it works. I mean, they can go from on-camera to VO pretty easily if, if they figure it out, right? They do. I mean, it's about really your training. Um, they, You know, you have to study your craft. And I think that's what happens to a lot of the actors. They don't do the research and they don't do the training. They think they can just jump right in and just do it. And that's, I have huge problems with that. I just, like I said, you need to go study with this. You need to be deprogrammed. So I send them to specific coaches that handle that deprogramming of them and then have them come back to me, you know, um, to, to, so I can go ahead and get the nuts and bolts and get them to where they somewhat need to be. Everett, let's talk about um, one of the services that you offer, and it is audition direction. And man, there, there's been so many times where I'm like, I just I need another set of ears on this. I really need somebody to say, hey, do this, do this. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, they're not looking for that. Tell us about uh, your experience with voice actors. Are they driving you crazy with the auditions? What's going on in that environment? I just had one five minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're in their head. They're worried about what are they going to do later? What are they going to cook? They're worried about their health insurance. They're worried about booking. Um, my process and for them is for me to get to know them and get in their head. So I treat everything like a actual, my former booth directing job. I tell them to send me the copy. I ask them to send me their first pass. Um, I set up a Zoom link, and then I go and dive right in. Um, I, Like I said, I literally, I'm listening for them. I'm listening for um, levels. I'm listening for improv. I'm listening for, you know, the energy level. I'm listening for the consistency. Um, there's all sorts of things that I'm listening for when they come to me. Is that something that you and you charge your hourly directors rate when they um, when they come to you and say, "Hey, can we go over this audition?" I wouldn't say it's an hourly rate. TMI. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's an hourly. Re- rate. Reach out to Everett for more information. <laughs> it's not an hourly, but if you want to spend an hour with me, <laughs> I mean, his. I mean, to be honestly, it's honestly, rumors get started. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's you should be able. To, to do an audition in 30 minutes okay, from top to bottom, literally. Um, there are clients that I have spent um, an hour. I'm getting, they're getting to the point where they're starting to get it. So times are starting to become a little shorter. I just had a new client who comes from on camera. Uh, we had two characters to work on. She was impressed with the two characters. It took two and a half hours. <clears throat> I kid you not. Wow. Wow. Plus, ed- plus editing, because I could tell that I just told her to just literally just be natural. I'm literally, you know, trying to, besides get the performance out of her, I'm trying to make her comfortable without her slipping out of character, you know, out of character. You know, so, and I move fast in a fast way because of the simple fact of the matter is, is that I don't want them thinking so much. I just want them acting. So I literally say to her, send me everything and I'll edit it for you with a little small fee attached. 
Hmm. Wow. Well, of course, you know, we're all in this business to make money and, and time is valuable and, and your time is your inventory. And, right. and so speaking of that, you know, is that what happens to us voice actors? Do we get in our head too much? Do we get in our own way? Are you really asking me that serious question? <laughs> I, and I really can't see my facial expression through this, but I'm sure quite a few people will go, "Uh oh, he's given the really look. Are you yeah. really, really asking me that question? <laughs> yes, you guys are really spending some time. So you mean we're listening to our voice too much? Is that what you're no. saying? We're listening to our voice. We're going, how do I sound? It's well, the voice, the sound, and the booking. You're worrying about way. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourselves. I think that okay. what what's happening is is that you've lost the side of fun. No one is doing this for fun anymore. This is supposed to be a fun business. Everyone is about yes, we we are supposed to be making money. You know, those of us who are at the level, but you have to get the necessary training. You have to have the necessary equipment. You have to do the necessary social marketing. You have to be able to brand yourselves. And I think they're just missing the side of it. They're just like, oh, my grandma told me I had a great voice. Well, tell your grandma to call me because I have a few <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> I have some words to say to Miss Granny, okay? And turns out you know. Miss Grandma is a better actor than you are. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah, you're so exactly. much thinking. That it's like all over. And, or my other note that I had is, is are they trying to impress Please don't try to impress me. Please. <laughs> I can see right through you, you know? Right. And so it's just, <laughs> yeah. And I have to do little tricks and just do this. Mama said, always smile. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. You remind me of Medea so much. <laughs> <laughs> just smile. <laughs> and Medea, yeah, she's just Medea got that. I think Medea learned it at, huh? <laughs> so, uh, Everett, what, how was how was the um, pandemic affected you? As far as didn't you've done a lot of seminars in the past, haven't you? And were those in person? Were those virtual? I pretty much uh, well, <laughs> I was gone. I left LA. I think two thousand and eight, two thousand nineteen. I went on ten trips. So um, every I, I was just gone. I enjoy meeting people in person. I think it's, you can get a lot more out of a person if you're in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do online classes prior to COVID. So this wasn't too much of an issue or problem to jump back in. Um, now I'm, I have gotten an overload of new clients, which is great um, because I think the things that what makes me unique and different is besides my insane personality, because yes, I am insane. But I home in on truth. And I'm a person of, oh, I'm going to let you know in a very loving way. Very loving way. I'll be smoking at the time, but like I'm doing now. But um, yeah, I, I, I will let you know not to waste your time. It's all about really seriously not, you know, I know that people want to know. And I'm one to share and say, there's something there. I just have to pull this out of you or send you to somebody who can pull it out of you, meaning, you know, techniques or performance, and then come back to me. I've had students. So I, I wind up getting a lot of newbies and I call, I base them on swimming 
because I'm insane. So we have the beginners, the advanced beginners, the intermediates, the advanced swimmer is from my camp days. And so that's what I put them in. <laughs> I put them in categories. That's insane. Kevin, I know. I know. It's insane. No, it's totally fine. But that's how I do, you know, based them. And I put them in and I go, okay, you need, this is what you need. And then I actually share with everybody because that's the type of person I am. I send them to other coaches and say, listen, this is what specifically you need to go and why. That's very good advice. <clears throat> We're going to get a nightmare session story from Everett here in just a second. And we're talking about traveling and being on the road. What is the next thing that you are looking forward to do when, when we're all finally to get together? Is there a particular event that you look forward to every year that you're like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do first or that's the one I'm looking forward to most? I, 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 well, well I'm, I will plug this in. I'm looking forward to attending Bev Standards. Beth Standing's uh, picnic <laughs> next year because that's what comes to mind first. And I'll possibly get to Uncle Roy, so I plug those to it. Um, but I enjoy the conferences. I think you can better connect with people. It gives me a little bit more time for people to tell me their story in four minutes. I need to know who you are in four minutes not five, six, or seven, and you want to tell me about your beautiful children who you've raised, your beautiful dog and cats, that I'm allergic to your cats, and that you have a house on a hill that you're telling me about the repairs and all that, and I'm sitting there looking at you going, uh-huh, uh-huh, why are they telling me this? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Let's get back to VO. <laughs> new song, new scene, new scene, moving on, moving on. So I'm a mover. what I miss? What? I miss... Just being there face to face, like we did in that bar at the department store in Beverly Hills. Wasn't me drinking martinis. <laughs> yes, it was. was yes, you it were I there. have proof. You, we were all centered around you. Wasn't me. <laughs> that was alter ego. Wasn't me. <laughs> That's that, what I miss. Just the face to face, being able to, you know, I, no mask, let loose. I will say that was Mr. Walsh and A.J. McKay. I can guarantee you that was not me. I was not there. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that story. I've heard that story before. I've got pictures. <laughs> yeah. The, the pictures are spreading around, Everett. <laughs> that was a good time. I wasn't tell you. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Well, uh, Everett, let's talk about, uh, you know, people getting into the uh, business. We have a lot of people that uh, are new to the business or in the middle of their careers that listen to our podcast. What, you know, what are some just broad stroke pieces of advice that you would give to voice actors either trying to break into commercial work or break into animation work? A penny for your thoughts. Trust yourself. Trust yourself when you're doing auditions. Do your homework. Um, don't worry about the bookings. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, don't waste your time doing auditions that you can't do. Study with everyone. Um, you, the biggest thing I hear and I feel is they don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And I strip layers. I have mm -hmm. to literally break them down and go, that's not you. And they go, how do you know that? <clears throat> I will share this. <clears throat> I have an intuitive sense that I can pick up in probably 30 seconds. Maybe give me maybe no more than the two minutes to figure out who you are. And once I home on on it, I trust my gut and say, 
tell me about something about you or I can pinpoint and say to them, um, tell me about, um, I, I hear Bridget Rio because she's in my head because I, every time I work with Bridget, I see a grandmother. <clears throat> and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, so I have people channel their <clears throat> ancestors or who they are in order to get the performance out. <clears throat> That's fantastic. And it's weird because I was la- I'm laughing. So what do you think of Regis and Kathy Lee? Oh, so I think far? you guys are great. <laughs> You're so Emmy, nice. You award winning service award winners. I've always had that in the back of my head too. Back oh, to back, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee and, and and Regis didn't win any Emmys at all. So you guys are above them. Bless Regis heart. And Regis and Regis, I think, believe he grew up Thanks. in the Bronx. You're so kind. <laughs> Regis grew up in the Bronx, so you know. You are too kind. Everett, tell us, uh, if you would, regale us with a story, a a nightmare session story of you either directing or casting where things could not have gone much worse. And please preserve the names of the innocent so we're not throwing them under the bus. Nightmare Sessions. (laughs) Well, I I mean, well, there's here's see, it's weird because I was working. Um. I was covering for someone mm-hmm. and um, I was at the session and the, the celebrity arrived late. Oh, sure. And the celebrity stated, my scripts is not highlighted. Ooh. If you could have seen my face. And you wanted to say, did you highlight him? And so I come from the world of just look at them. If you could look at my face, that means I would think I would think twice before you go ahead and eat, before I answer that question, before you come at me again. So the celebrity went in, the booth did their thing, and actually they came back and apologized. Oh. So the moral of that story is, A, if you're going to come in late, for a session, you first thing you do is you would make a phone call to let them know that you're going to be late. And B, I would come prepared because yeah. obviously this person wasn't prepared. That's one interesting story. The second story I have, um, I was directing a project. I'll go this way around because this is current. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the... I would say the advanced beginner actor wanted me to work on this project and they wanted to be in everything, meaning they wanted to be the producer. They, you know, wanted to be the director. They wanted to be the editor. And my thing is you need, just need to be the actor and allow everybody else to do their job. Hmm. You can't be all these certain hats. I somewhat gave this person a look. Somewhat. But uh, (laughs) they're younger than I am, so you have to remember, you know, they look up to you. But they're on my list. That's all I can say about that. (laughs) You're like, what's the moral of that story? Does that drive you crazy when— Go ahead. When when um, the talent says, "Oh, I didn't like that take," when they when oh, they self critique themselves, are you? Sh- what, yeah. Oh yeah. But see, I am the type of person person that humbles them. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and do another one. Mm-hmm. And then I go ahead and tell them 
want to play back what you just did. Then they play it back. They go, oh, you were right. Uh-huh. That's why you pay me. Okay. Moving on. New scene. New scene. New scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. They're just, it's, they're critics about everything. And I just, I just, sometimes you just have to just let them go and let them do their thing just for the satisfaction and get it out of their system. And so I go, okay, uh-huh, I'll, uh-huh. I do a lot of smiling and grinning, as you can tell. That's why my face hurts. <laughs> I I think everybody would have a pretty good sense of what it would be like to work with Everett Oliver based on uh, these last 30 minutes or so. Everett, if somebody does want to work with you uh, for uh, auditions or if they want to uh, train with you, um, how can they get in touch with you? You can reach me at eo at voiceactingdirector.com. In the subject matter, you can put... um, Kathy, Regis and Kathy in the subject matter, so I know that the Silver's Award winners of Kevin and Bobby, I want it all in the subject line, so I at least know where you're coming from. Oh, that's hilarious. And tell us about <laughs> and your then YouTube never page. never open it up. Yeah, yeah. Ever, you please, you better open that up. Tell us, though, tell us about your YouTube page as well and your videos that you're doing on YouTube. So, my New Year's resolution, oh my God. That's insane. I don't know why. I don't know why. So one of my um, friends says to me, Everett, you need to you need to step it up again. Step it up a little bit. I'm like, step it up? What? You need to get a green screen. You need to get lights. You need to get this. I'm like, are we seriously? I seriously have to do this? So it led up to, okay, I'm going to do something new for the new year. I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there and give tips to the actors since we're all in COVID, just to kind of help their career along, blah, blah, blah. It's, oh my God, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. I'm like, I got to do what? Why did I say this? So it's been interesting and challenging for me. You know, I look at my, I look at all of my social media platforms as TV ratings. I am obsessed. So one of my friends is like, what are you doing? I look through my YouTube I looked at my LinkedIn, and so if you're watching my videos, I like to see how many likes because I'm insane, and in my brain, it's programmed. I think it's TV <laughs> ratings yep. for back in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, which I'm dating myself. <laughs> so as my branding manager tells me, you're doing really extremely well. You need to calm down. I'm like, nope. So if you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, because I would like to be at a thousand before December thirty first. That would be very helpful. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it, it today, Everett. And what I've seen on there is great. I love your candor. I was say good luck on that blockbuster, the uh, the Everett Oliver movie. Okay, I know it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, Everett, everybody, go to Everett's YouTube page and uh, make sure you subscribe to that for great tips and reach out to Everett if you would like uh, some direction on your auditions. I know we all need it now and then, and some of yes. us need it more often than not. Exactly, exactly. And I'm available. You know, just as long as. You put fill out the information on my website because you can go to the remote audition section and fill out the time when the audition is due, which is very helpful because that way I can gauge as to um, my schedule. If you can also put which where are you if you're on the East Coast or on the West Coast, that also helps me gauge as to what time. So that means I'm going to be up all night doing auditions. 
since Excellent. I'm on the Regis and Kathy show. <laughs> right. I'm one of the hardest working guys in show business, Everett Oliver. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the Middle Class VO podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Everett. Oh, my God. I want to smoke. <laughs> oh, my God. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.